Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Yishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Israel to the world, and you're a part of it wherever you are. Shalom, and welcome to Ben Gurion Airport. Uh, that's right, I'm broadcasting or recording here in the airport, and this has been a day of unbelievable uh, in transit uh, mess and uh, confusion and uh, recurring stuckednesses with pockets of time where you're in limbo neither here nor there. Uh, right now I'm on the way to Turkey. Uh, and I feel like a turkey a little bit because I've been cooked in these funny airplanes. What has happened is basically that uh, my airplane was supposed to leave um, at one in the morning. Uh, some passenger got off and they had to do a security check of all the bags again. Anyway, we missed the window of takeoff, which is uh, limited to 2 a.m. here in uh, Ben Gurion Airport. And I'm waiting now till 5 a.m. for the next takeoff. And this is uh, uh, in, in line with the rest of the funny day, which I had. It's going to be kind of funny for you to believe this, but I uh, left New York with my whole family from JFK. And I was with my whole family. And we flew to Israel via Moscow in a bid to save a few bucks uh, we connected uh, through Moscow on an airline called Airfloat well Airfloat was delayed uh, four hours out of JFK and then in uh, Moscow was also delayed about four hours and so uh, basically I've been stuck in different places all day <clears throat> I landed here put my family uh, in our family car and then stayed in the airport to catch this flight I was on the flight and then had to get off the flight in the meantime, I thought to myself, wouldn't it be great if I could uh, bang out a show for you guys and say hi? And um, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, first thing I want to say, um, that it's uh, it's great to be broadcasting again here on the Land of Israel Network. I missed the show last week due to Shavuot, because I was the second day of Shavuot in America. Uh, I was with Rabbi Ellie Michelle in the Suburban Torah Center uh, of Livingston, New Jersey. That's where I was scholar-in-residence. And since I was coming there, not for personal business that I needed to stay at the community or something like that, I was actually coming to be with the community. I kept the Chabad style of uh, how to do, deal with the second days by basically keeping it as a second day because I was with a community that I came to speak with and connect with. And that's part of my job to be a bridge across the Atlantic, holding hands across the Atlantic. That's one of my concepts. And... Uh, and that's what I did, and so therefore I couldn't do the show last week. And I was also in the United States for uh, fantastic family time. My, uh, and, and the reason I will only tell you this, because I think it has Jewish value in general, and that is that uh, my three children got to spend real time with their great-grandparents, both Holocaust survivors, uh, with, with numbers tattooed on their arms, and they got to spend tr true quality time with their great-grandparents. How many of us can really say that we had really quality time with our great-grandparents, not just our grandparents. And that, that's good enough. You know, so many people in my parents' generation didn't even get time to spend with their grandparents, let alone spend quality time with the great-grandparents. So that was really fabulous. And uh, on Shabbat, so I was, so let's Shavuot, I was in, uh, in Livingston, and on Shabbat I was in Englewood with a big Jewish community there. I wasn't, uh, I spoke once, uh, and, and, but I made a lot of connections there, and that's definitely a place that I want to get out to uh, and connect with uh, a lot of the pro-Israel Jews that are there. Uh, and then Sunday, the, one of the most important events in uh, pro-Israel Jewry in America, that is the Israel Day Parade. And this year, 
uh, Hebron, the organization that I work with, the Jewish community of Hebron, uh, Hebron had a beautiful float down Fifth Avenue, and I had one of those uh, moments in life. You know what I'm talking about? Like a, like a, like a moment that somehow etches itself in your in your mind. I actually have a strangely poor memory. Many bits of information that are pertinent at the time kind of slip away from my mind. I don't hold on to things too much. I don't, I don't kind of try to... My brain somehow doesn't try to hold on to, to a lot of kinds of memories. But sometimes a certain memory will just, like, etch itself. And uh, what happened was is that when, when we got onto the uh, float, um, they asked me to take the mic. And there was a, we had music booming out. And over that, overlaid... Audio-wise, over the music, the Chevron, you know, pump and dance, happy music, was my my microphoning, and I I totally didn't even know that I was supposed to be doing that that day, and I just like went at it, and I I took the mic and I just gave these short little bursts of information, like Hebron, first capital of Israel, Hebron, home of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Sarah, Becca, and Leah. Follow your grandparents. Uh, visit Bubby and Zadie. Take those kids and visit Bubby and Zadie. Don't forget Kibbut Avim. Don't forget to connect to the first capital of Israel. Don't forget to connect to, to King David and, and his first kingdom uh, in Hebron, where he was crowned king um, over all of Israel. And other, other such messages, all the kind of short, pithy messages that I could come up with about what Hebron's really about. <clears throat> and um, the, the etching of the memory that I was talking about was this picture of throngs of, of pro-Israel Jews and in front of me on the sides and in front of me I see this uh, incredible procession of uh, flags of Israel down Fifth Avenue now uh, you know the, the hardcore Zionist in me you know wants to see all Jews in Israel and I, 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 I certainly have that part of me absolutely but uh, the uh, Ohev Israel, the lover, the lover of Israel and the the educator side and, and the one who, the, the the side of me that sees the importance of of some uniting around something it was an incredible sight to see down this this uh, great big you know uh, avenue boulevard called Fifth Avenue and to see just Jews coming out and, and so many young people um, American Jewry has still a lot of life in it for sure and we have to honor that respect that and make sure we connect to that. Uh, I'd like to add one more point to that parade. It was only a few days before, or maybe, no, excuse me, the day before that parade, that there was a horrific attack in London, London Bridge. And uh, you may have thought that the parade organizers or the police or the FBI or somebody would, would, would uh, shut down the parade and say, listen, it's too much of a danger. And instead, I saw such a show of force by New York City uh, police and all the other security arms there. They just, they just, they, they secured it. They didn't shut it down, they secured it. And every street that led into Fifth Avenue was blocked by a garbage truck. But it's not like the police were frisking everybody down and it was some kind of, like, fear thing. No. It was, it was totally, um, it was totally like they were going to let you parade and they weren't going to let anybody stop us. And I just love, I love, I love, I love seeing displays of courage. I just, you don't even know. I just, when I see such a dedication to making sure that things go right, that we keep going straight, I love that. For example, uh, walls, too many walls of defense, I hate. Because when you put up walls, what you're saying is, 
that's the, that be, the, everything belongs to the bad guys up to this wall. And it's a show of cowardice, a show of fear. But guards, let's say guards on trains here in Jerusalem or in buses, I like that. Because it's a show of, of firepower, of ability, of, of, uh, of fearlessness. So <clears throat> that is what um, I saw down, down Fifth Avenue. Uh, I saw courage, and I saw love of Israel, and I had I was there, you know, and I was I was broadcasting the message, so that was very special for me, I, I have to say. Uh, Shabbat in Englewood as well. Grandparents with the uh, numbers tattooed on their arms, still alive, um, and and still and still still sharp, still right there, still still people that are, that the children found it valuable to to talk with them. Um, at the parade itself, got to see a lot of uh, Hebron's supporters, and that was a lot of fun to see a lot of our friends uh, at the parade. And a lot of my friends came to, to be on the parade with me, my good friend Jeff Cohen. And also my good friend Andy Wells was there as well. And uh, Andy uh, is uh, right now in Shiva. Excuse me, not in Shiva, in, in the uh, year uh, of uh, passing for his mother. And um, he wrote us an email... Uh, a few weeks ago, saying, uh, I want to thank you, Ishai, Rabbi Mike Foyer, Ari, and Jeremy, for your weekly shows that have brought me to a new level of understanding of Judaism. I did not fully appreciate how they have affected me until recently when I was helping my mother through her final days and after she passed during the Shiva. And later on, he sent me uh, the, the bereavement notice to his mother, Theda Teddy Glickman Wells. Uh, and the most beautiful thing about Teddy Wells, I don't know her in life, but I was so moved by the following thing that, that, that Andy and his family sent out in this bereavement notice. He said, in lieu of flowers, the family asks for consideration of tzedakah to the Hebron Fund with a link. I was just so moved by that because, you know... <sighs> It's the same thing that I was talking about uh, marching down Fifth Avenue. It's like, it's like here's a, here's a life that wants to really, in 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 life and then in death, connect to the everlasting life, the 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 eternal story of the Jewish people, the other mothers and fathers. It's like it's like, hey, look at me. I'm I'm I've gone from this world, and I want you to connect to the founders of our peoplehood, to the to the to the originators of it all. They left this world seemingly, but they're still with us and. And I want you to connect to that. I, just, I don't know. To me, it's like it's like really stringing yourself in the in the string of life, in the pearls of the string of life. So uh, we we uh, honor the memory of uh, Andy's mother, uh, Teddy. That was like her nickname. It's Theta, and um, beautiful. You know, her neshama should have an aliyah. And uh, it was awesome to see. Andy and his family and his children on the Chevron float um, and, and honoring that uh, uh, the will of, of, of their mom uh, her and their grandmother there's something about I guess I guess I guess what it, what's coming through is is generations you know that's for me like hanging out with the great grandparents uh, for my children just to, to, just that my, my, my children saw those generations before them and what a and, I, and I, I know this sounds so trite but I just like I went over to I went over to my grandma who's actually my wife's grandma and I said to her Hitler you lose we win and she laughed and then and then I was like no I mean and she's like yeah and she's like she's like I wasn't laughing I was yeah we, we win 
We win and you lose, Hitler. <laughs> Hitler, you lose. We could totally have a sticker like that here in Israel. Like, like Israel equals Hitler, you lose. Right? I think that's a very... Uh, or, or, I don't know. You could come up with some better formulation than that. You have to remember that I have not slept normally in a very, very long time, it seems like. And uh, it's like... <laughs> It's late at night here. I don't know what time anything is, and I still have to get my way to uh, to Turkey. So um, uh, let's just uh, shift uh, to a different topic for a second, and that is the topic of um, um, of some of the stuff that I got to talk about uh, over Shavuot. I gave five or six classes, and I just want to talk about two classes that I gave there. One class I gave at 2.30 in the morning on Shavuot night was, again, my class on five alternatives to the two-state solution. And what I want to talk about here for a second is not the alternatives themselves, but I want to just make a, a small point about something that's ailing the Jewish world today. When a person doesn't have answers, then he ends up wanting to distance himself from the question. If, let's say, you're, you have liberal tendencies and somebody accuses Israel of being an illiberal entity and you don't have answers to that accusation then you're going to end up just distancing yourself away or, or, or trying to pass through a gate that there's some kind of uh, blockage at and because you just can't pass through that gate, you don't have an answer to it, so you kind of stop bumping into a wall and you decide, I don't want to deal with this and I need to distance myself. Worst case scenario is that you actually start to believe those lies. But the average case scenario is that you just don't have the right answers and therefore you just distance yourself. One of the things that I noticed that happens... Um, when uh, when I give this five alternatives to two state solution talk, is not so much that people are, like convinced that that there's uh, solutions. They just they're like, oh, there's answers to the accusations. Uh, this makes sense to me, and therefore I can go on with my love of Israel. I can go on accepting, yeah, that there's certain problems, but but it's all right, and that Israel is a good place, a great place, and I can be proud of it and they can get back on track of loving Israel. This is something that I find to be a, a tremendously pernicious weapon of our enemies, is that they've made it hard to love Israel. And, and that's what they're very good at, the enemies of Israel. They make it hard to say things because they son, son, suddenly sound, uh, you know, patriarchal or misogynistic. You say, we've got to be strong. Well, you know, you, we have to be, uh, we, we have to treat this uh, issue you know, in a masculine fashion. And I say to them, not in a male, like men fashion, just in an aggressive, strong fashion. Well, that's, you can't say that. And they've taken away the words, and they've taken away the, the, the right, the right to have certain feelings. And to just give that back to people is a tremendous blessing. The other uh, class that I gave was about... Uh, Shavuot and the period that led up to the, the name of the holiday which is the weeks and the stuff that happened throughout these weeks and I went through um, I went through Yom HaShoah Israel uh, when Israel remembers the Holocaust the Holocaust Memorial Day here in Israel and from Yom HaShoah to Yom HaZikron Israeli Memorial Day from Yom HaZikron to Yom HaTzmaut Israeli Independence Day which is the independence of our of our body, and then uh, and then uh, and then Pesach Sheni, which is as I've always uh, talked about on this show, and this, by the way, it's in this week's Torah portion. Uh, it's Pesach Sheni is about wanting more, wanting a connection with God, 
and not willing, not being willing to to uh, take a reduced version of that, but wanting the highest, fullest version of that, and then to Yom Yerushalayim. Wait, did I miss one? Yeah, I missed one. Lag Omer, which is the victory of our Torah and, and of our way of life over the Greek way of life, the Greco-Roman way of life. And then the victory of Yom Yerushalayim, which is bringing together heaven and earth, bringing together uh, the victory of our body with the victory of our soul. Yerushalayim is the place where we can really serve God fully. And then, and then finally, out to Shavuot, and this, this whole period um, of, of the victory of the Jewish story and the victory of Torah, the victory of God in this world, uh, in, in independence and freedom and liberty. Um, when, I, when I gave this kind of class where I reviewed, people said to me, well, thank you so much for bringing it all back, because sometimes it's like a blur, and there's like a blip on the, on the radar, and, and you don't tie it in all together. And, you know, Shavuot is this great climax of all these meaningful things into one. And uh, the reason Rabbi Eli Michel brought me out to Livingston for Shavuot was because he wanted people to have that feeling, especially, especially with the Jubilee year of Yom Yerushalayim, this year of celebrating Jerusalem and the liberation of Judea and Samaria and the reunification of Jerusalem. Uh, we call it uh, the, the Hebron Fund, um, uh, what do they call those? The wristbands. It had a simple slogan this year, 4,000 plus 50. Right, four thousand years plus another fifty years of, of uh, recent liberation, and uh, putting it all into perspective, and uh, and also getting you know getting the, the effect of of the combined effect of all those holidays as one uh, powerful uh, time era, uh, kind of uh, one time region, is um, is very powerful. And uh, that is what the Jewish people uh, were celebrating now um, in, in all these holidays, and especially with the liberation, with the, with the 50-year celebration. Folks, I want to hear from you wherever you are. I am here en route to Turkey. Oh, why is Yishai going to Turkey, you wonder, right? <laughs> well, there's going to be an iftar dinner, which is a Ramadan. It is also Ramadan right now. And there's going to be a Ramadan dinner. And that Ramadan uh, dinner is for uh, some, some Turkish Muslims who believe in reconciliation and, and peace with Israel. They don't just believe in peace with Israel. They believe in a third temple. They believe that Israel is a key uh, to, to good energy in the Middle East in the future. And that's absolutely right. Um, and, and the people themselves are a bit uh, unusual. And, and, and some, some have accused them of being cultish. But the bottom line is that there are even people in Turkey, and I'm supposed to be heading out to them, and um, a lot of other uh, Israeli folks and important leaders like Rabbi David Stav um, are going to be joining this uh, iftar dinner. So I'm, uh, that's where I'm on route to, and I, I just didn't want to miss that opportunity, but who knows why I've been delayed. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, as I was... Uh, being delayed just about 30, 40 minutes ago, I saw somebody I know who's a great martial arts teacher, and he was getting himself a burger at like 4 in the morning, and it is right now, uh, no, it's 3.20 in the morning, so he was getting a burger at about like 2.30, 2.30, uh, 3 in the morning, and 
and he's and I invited him to sit down next to me. He had this big giant Coca Cola. The minute he sits down, this Coca Cola tips right out of his tray, and uh, some of it made its way onto my pants. <laughs> it's just been that kind of day, but my reaction was just to laugh, 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 and of course get some napkins and try to wipe myself off yet again after having dealt with my kids on the flight obviously getting dirty then um and and all that that uh, that it entails to have transcontinental uh stopovers um in funky places in the world and the world is a beautiful place airports are beautiful places but there is no place like home oh i forgot to tell you when i was in new jersey uh, uh We also had to entertain the kids, and we did uh, some mini-golfing, like at a really high-level mini-golf in Flanders, New Jersey, called the Golf Zone. And this is not an ad for them, but it was a really good mini-golf. And I remembered the the, uh, Adam Sandler movie about golf. I think it was called Happy Gilmore. And this movie had a little segment that I always liked, which is that he's yelling at, at his little golf ball saying, are you too good for your home? Go home. And so uh, that's always been a humorous thing for me. And, and even when I was trying to uh, uh, putter around over there in mini golf, I was just telling the ball, go home. And I can tell you that uh, sitting here in Ben Gurion Airport, uh, I'm looking forward to going to Turkey, but I'm also just a tad dreading it because there's no place like home. And it was just, you know, New Jersey was wonderful and beautiful and lush and green and the houses were fabulous and everything was just great and less tension and more, you know, and, and more pleasant rain and nice things. But you know what, all those, and shopping, of course, and shopping, of course, and of course, shopping and all that. But you know what, at the end, friends, there's no place like home. There is no place like home. I, I hate to use such a kitschy uh, phrase, but there's no place like home. And, and I'm not too good for my home. I like to go home. I want to be home. And I want to love my home. And I think we should all love our home even more. And to remind people that this is the greatest project of the Jewish people in 2,000 years. The level of depth that, that, uh, that Israel is, what it actually means. And, and no matter how much I've been agitating and protesting about this issue, it really doesn't even scratch the surface. The, the enormi- enormity the enormity of, of this moment and in, in our time, is so, it's staggering. And we have to do everything in our power to connect to it. We have to do everything in our power to lead it, to, to, to bring it to fruition, to harbor pilot it in. You know, like the, those, those harbor pilots that come into a boat and bring a big boat into dock uh, or, out of a, or out of dock, out of a port. Uh, we've got to bring it into port. Uh, and also, so on the one hand, we have to lead it. We have to make sure it happens. And also, on the other side, we have to make sure not to miss it, not to miss being part of it. And if God decided that he would give us the chance to live a life at this time, if this body and this soul in this body, we have to take that gift as, as much as we can. Uh, and we have to use it as much as we can. Thank you, God, for Israel. Thank you, uh, the Land of Israel Network, for letting us broadcast here. Uh, Thank you very much, my uh, friends out there, wherever you are. I'd love to hear from you. Yishai at thelandofisrael.com. Yishai at thelandofisrael.com. Also, uh, remember, if you ever want to uh, bring me to your community, and I do like to fly around to the world. It's hard. It's it's really hard, but it's also so rewarding. If you know, if you're like me, and, and you know, I feel that my mission, in part anyway, is to is to make sure that we don't lose one another, 
and embrace each other this time and have that kind of achdut, that kind of achdut, the real key to unity, achdut, is love. We got to have love for Am Yisrael. That's not always easy, friends. It's not always easy. But then God is making it easier than ever before, and He's making it easier than ever before to not lose connection through this incredible, uh, these incredible places like Ben Gurion Airport and these uh, wings of eagles that send us out to connect to one another. So I send you my love and my embrace, friends. Write me an email, yishaitalandofisrael.com, and be part of this amazing story. I want to wish you luck. I want to wish you success. I want to wish you health. I want to wish you connectivity and send it to your, send it from your forefathers and mothers down to your children and great grandchildren, children and great grandchildren. Send it all down. Connect through the ages, and connect with me. Uh, and most importantly, connect with this network. But really, most importantly, connect with the land of no. Connect with the land of Israel, and most most importantly. Connect with the God of Israel, who's broadcasting 24-7. God bless you, folks. I send you my blessings from Ben Gurion Airport. And I can't wait until this airport brings you uh, closer to me, to Jerusalem, to Israel, and really to yourself. God bless you. I love you. And shalom. The best place to stay in Jerusalem is at Windows of Jerusalem Vacation Apartments. Check out their website, www.windowsofjerusalem.com. They've got beautiful one, two, three, four bedroom apartments in the best location in the city center. The view, the location, plus the wonderful staff will truly make you feel at home in Jerusalem. Book your stay now at windowsofjerusalem.com. Josh Haston here, host of Israel Uncensored on the Land of Israel radio network at thelandofisrael.com. Make sure you check out my show every Monday, bringing you the news unfiltered and uncensored information that you are not getting anywhere else, especially not in the mainstream media. Israel Uncensored with Josh Haston on the Land of Israel network at thelandofisrael.com.